This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Oh, you guys. What's Life is hard, and sometimes sometimes Oof. you need to spend a little money to make yourself feel happy. <laughs> Apparently. Tell me about it. Love what? Just dropping some money. What is the one thing you would spend money on to make your life easier each month that would just make you happy? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Does it have to be something I'm currently not spending money on? Not necessarily. I was going to say, I feel like my whole life is just... Spending money on things that I probably don't need to, but ultimately make my life easier. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> convenience is is um, a privilege. Yeah, and that I pay for. Your time is worth some money sometimes. I, see, I am all in on this. Other people in my life don't agree with this, but I am firmly of this belief that you know, if if it gives you the time to focus on what you're able to do, that's a value. And if you have the money to do it, obviously, oh, well, right. Yeah. 651-641-1071. What's one thing you would spend your money on to make your life easier each month? Jennifer is on the line. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. What would you spend money on each month just to make your life easier? Well, I enjoy doing my own errands and working around my own condo. So that's to me it's covered i would do i would have a massage every month or a facial one of the oh. two just because mentally it would make my life better right. i you're making me want a massage you right know, now jennifer jennifer <laughs> this is one of those things i already do uh entitle myself to and i'm Good telling you. you it's worth it's worth every penny and you do get that feeling of like ooh it's not the cheapest it feels like thing an indulgence. but it is totally healthcare it's healthcare it Jennifer, uh, thank you for your call and listen to Bradley. He will uh, encourage you to do that. Massage is just like life change. If you're a massage person, some people, they like get ooked out by massages. Yeah. But like if that's your happy place, value. Yeah. Total. 651-641-1071. What one thing would you spend money on just to make your life a little bit easier, make you a little bit happy each month? I will say it doesn't make my life easier, but I, I feel the same way that you feel about massages with pedicures. Oh, sure. And you can get away with, you know, doing those every couple months if you are a person who's big on the upkeep of the feet. If I, you know, become Oprah-level rich, I will pay somebody to live in my home, and I will get them their own room, and I will get them their own refrigerator, one of them little mini fridges. They can stock that up with whatever they want, bill me. I'm fine with it. That will be my ultimate luxury. A massage every day? Yeah. Uh, we've got Leanne on the line. Hi, Leanne. Bye, Leanne. Uh, this is all based on a uh, an article that I read that basically says it's actually true that hiring somebody to clean your house will make you happier for a number of reasons. And one of them being 
Uh, you don't have to clean your own house mm-hmm. and it frees you up to actually enjoy life more. If you don't feel the stress of having to clean your own home all the time, having somebody else do it gives you more time, makes you happier. And and you're like employing people and, you know, making the world a better place for other people. You are like <laughs> expert at this. I mean, I can rationalize anything. I could tell you why a cruise is essentially, you know, a good health healthcare a healthcare experience. You should be able to use your HSA <laughs> for cruises. Let's go to the phones. Carrie's on the line. Hi, Carrie. Carrie, what is one thing you would spend money on uh, that would make you happier? A house cleaner. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, that now is... what keeps you from doing it today? Is it just the cost or? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I have a big house. Yeah. And it is like, there's something about, thank you, by the way, Carrie. Carrie. There is something about, and I don't know if it's being a woman. I don't know if it's being a mom. I don't know if it's just being a human person that makes you feel like you should be able to do that. Like, I should be able to, that is um, the minimum expectation is that I should be able to keep my house. Right. And so you feel like, why am I outsourcing the thing that I should be able to do? Yeah, and I think that's like a that's a deeper conversation. I understand too the the idea that like you feel like you should be saving the money, right? Yeah. Like you, you, I can do it myself. I should just save the money and do it myself. Yeah. But that presumes that you then have the time to do it and that you're willing to you know rearrange your life to do it. I will give you an example. My mother, growing up, we always had somebody sort of help come in every once in a while to clean um you know it, it varied depending on where we were but my mother worked all the time she was a nine to five and in fact she probably worked longer hours than nine to five and then would do things in the evening so she was not around a lot in the home but my mother has exacting standards when it comes to cleanliness uh-huh. so even though she would you know do the she would do a lot of cleaning i would clean everybody had a cleaning job yep it was never going to meet with her expectation and so then she would you know, and it's not like we made money. We were right. not well to do. Um, so it was an expense that she yep. had to account for. But for her, it just gave her the peace of mind to know that, you know, she would have the house the way she wanted it. And it gives you time back because you're not having to, you know, redo the things that people didn't do to your standards or. Oh, God. And do- she was always following behind whoever cleaned the house and saying that they were doing it half ass, which was always what I heard out of her mouth when I tried to clean something. So. I can yeah. relate to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, not following you around. I mean, I can, I'm like mm. your mother in that regard. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Bill. Bill's on the line. Bill, what would be the one thing you would spend money on just to make your life that much easier every month? I love having a clean vehicle. So I would have somebody come and pick up my vehicle while I'm at work and wash it, wax it, oh, detail, clean it, dust it, yes. all that stuff. Because when I do it myself, it takes me an entire weekend because right? I'm very fussy. Yeah, he's fussy. I love it. I also appreciate that in you, Bill, that you like to have a clean car. Um, It is nice to. That's one thing that I wish I could spend more money on. It's like to do it right, though, it just costs a lot of money. So I try to save that opportunity for like once a year, like after the thaw. You know, I'll bring (laughs) it. Yeah, when you don't have your nasty, like like, your nasty, uh, salty boots. Yeah. Anymore, you can just get it clean. There's something about getting into a clean car. You're just like. And that smell. Mm. Katrina. Hello, Katrina. What's the one thing you would spend a ton of money on just for your own happiness each month? I 
actually something that I already do. What's that? I pay somebody to come over and clean up my dog's poop. Oh, oh see? You can do that. Yes, you absolutely can. Yes, it makes me feel fancy. Like I don't have to go out there and do it myself. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it, Katrina. Thanks for your call. I love that she said it makes me feel fancy. We did get a couple emails on this. Dell said a complete laundry service, everything. Also doing the dry cleaning, like just all the laundry. I get that too, because laundry is one of those chores that you never get on top of because the second you reach the bottom of the pile, you're wearing the dirty clothes that are the next in the pile. I have um, a laundry service at my house. Yeah. And You're lucky. her name is Jamie Neltner. Yep. And uh, he does all the laundry. But he also has a, he has a chef or a yes. personal cook. Yeah. And that's you. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. So yeah. we, we pay each other. That's not actually, we just yell at each other for not doing their job. That's the division of labor at your and house. And then he, you know, he did this last night because he does the dishes because I can't, I don't know how to um, do them right. Do them right. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's the division of labor in our home. And I I almost would rather pay someone to do it because here's what happens. Last night there were dishes in the sink because I don't know if you know this. I made dinner. Uh-huh. That's what I do. Because you're the cook. And then he gets to the dish, the sink and goes, God, a whole sink full of dishes again. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, FYI, that's going to happen every day. Yeah. Because we eat. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. And that makes dishes. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. See, this is the thing. It's the never endingness of the yeah. daily Yeah. Oh, and chores. I totally get it, right? right? Like, I have to go home tonight and make dinner. I mean, I kind of like it. But every Saturday, I, I know I got to go to the grocery store. Some Saturdays, I don't want to go to the grocery store. Yeah. But I don't show up at the grocery store and go. Or I don't open the cabinets and go, God. Yeah. <laughs> You're eating all the food all the again. food is getting eaten by mouths. What are you doing? This is my thing, by the way, with the house cleaning deal, is that, like, there is something about having your entire house cleaned at the same time. Because... Oh, not piecemeal. In, yeah, because in a normal world, it's like, Monday is bathrooms day, Tuesday is floors, Wednesday is But arriving and, to, yeah. But walking in and being... Like, I could eat off any surface in this house. I could get naked, roll around, and not pick up any bits. And it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Uh, That would be the thing that I would spend the money on just to make myself that much happier. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I'll tell you who's not happy right now. Monique. And I'll tell you who the target is of her unhappiness and dis-ease. It's Oprah. We're going to talk about that after this on My Talk 1071. Monique is being real critical of Oprah again. And we are all eyes on it on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And it, this is not the first time that we have talked about a schism betwixt Monique and and Oprah. No, um, Monique has not been Oprah's fan for a while now. But she has written an open letter to Oprah on her Instagram. And she did this yesterday. And you know what? I think it's worthy to, to read, to pay attention to. Because honestly, Monique, she's in a space right now. And sometimes she says things that are highly controversial or maybe just like purposely inflammatory. Um, But she's also in a space where she's dropping her truth. 
and she doesn't really care who who she's offending in doing so or yeah. who she's not pleasing in doing so. And and one of the targets of this is Oprah. So she writes on her Instagram, by the way, her handle, if you want to follow along, is the real Mo Worldwide. And you'll remember that in the past she has talked about the fact that because she said no to doing some press for the movie Precious, which Tyler Perry and Oprah had requested of her, she said no because she wasn't going to get paid for it. She feels that they were responsible for blacklisting her in Hollywood. So she does have a little bit of an axe to grind, but she's going to keep speaking that truth. Well, I want to know why it's getting sharper today. Okay. So she says... uh, She says, listen, Oprah, I felt compelled to write you this open letter after observing the disparity in the way that you seem to treat people who were accused of the same allegations. Specifically, she says, you did an interview on CBS on the CBS morning show and you were asked about Harvey Weinstein by Nora O'Donnell. And you said, as it pertained to him, that you, quote, always try to look at the rainbow in the clouds, whatever the silver lining You also said, if we make this all about Harvey Weinstein, then we've lost the moment. Uh, But then she goes on to point out, Monique does, that Oprah was going to be, either is going to be or was going to be part of a Michael Jackson uh, documentary. And also we know about the Russell Simmons one that she recently pulled uh, out of. Um, And she said... um, But if you were willing to be part of those or make movies about these people or tell their stories, how is it then not making it all about them? So she's basically trying to point out. Yeah, she she is really good at pointing out the it's so obvious, so obvious uh, hypocrisy Mm -hmm. as relates to Oprah. I mean, to her point, you'll remember Oprah like really went out there on a limb following the. Um, documentary leaving Neverland, yep. and held the that sort of question and answer afterward, and got criticized for it. Yeah, and you know I'm sure that criticism stung because that was a risk, and a lot of people criticized her because they were either you know um, fans of Michael Jackson or they just felt like it was in bad taste or something. I mean, she faced actual real criticism. Um, so okay. That's interesting, right? But in the case, uh, as she just pointed out, as Monique just pointed out with Harvey Weinstein, I don't know that Oprah has really sort of answered appropriately the questions about her relationship. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. ...with Harvey Weinstein in a way that leaves people feeling 
you know, like the matter has been settled. Yeah, and it's not just Harvey Weinstein. I mean, she is affiliated with David Geffen and other people that travel in that circle um, who may have some considerable marks against them uh, in in one way or another. And she she has in the past defended um, people that she had some sort of friendship with or perceived friendship with where she doesn't necessarily in other in other occasions. What what else does she go on to say in this piece? Like what's her sort of like reason for the now? Well, I mean, she is she there isn't really like a specific call to action except for that she is being critical of Oprah. And this is to me the kind of the big where she really hits it all the way home. She says, um, please consider standing by the people who are right and not just the right people. Um, but she did also talk about how she was 16 years old when she first met Oprah. And she just admired kind of the larger than life quality of Oprah. And she asked Oprah, um, she said, I want, well, she didn't answer. She said, I want to be just like you when I grow up. And what Oprah said to her was, you have to work really hard. And Monique says, my 16-year-old self didn't know that you in your silence in the face of wrongdoing would actually make my life harder. So she's kind of speaking to Oprah about how um, Oprah being Oprah and kind of having the power that Oprah yields made Monique's life, got in the way of Monique being able to make choices for herself. Mm -hmm. Because again, you know, going back to that conversation about how she refused to do some press for a movie. And it has to do with who she was working for and they weren't going to pay her. And she was like, I'm not going to do it. And now she can't get work. And she really feels like it's Oprah's fault. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. We've got a name for them. We'll tell you all about them after this on My Talk 107.1. Oh, the celebrities are behaving badly. We love to talk about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 107.1. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And we've got a name for these celebrities behaving badly. That name is... D-Bags! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Do you remember who your D-Bag was yesterday, Bradley? Um, no. It was Modi. Guess who my D-bag is today? Modi? Good answer. Because it's on the thing. Okay, I just wanna whatever. Anyway, so okay, here's here's why I'm calling Modi D-bag. What's today. a Modi? Modi is a Cody Simpson and a Miley Cyrus. We believe they are in a publicationship. Bradley, what is a publicationship? Your mom. It's a relationship for publicity. Okay. These two are so thirsty. Do you remember why they were your D-bag yesterday? Oh, yeah. Because he she was popping his pimples. Nasty. Literally. On their social media. So they are the king and queen. Uh, king Neptune and Queen Neptune. Of thirsty. Of thirsty and using their social media to try to get attention for doing dumb stuff. So Dummies. there was the pimple popping incident, but their latest and greatest uh, look at me 
is uh, this picture. Ooh, so sexy. Of her in her lingerie and him resting his chin on her thigh while she holds scissors because it's Super Bowl Sunday and they want you to know they're not watching the Super Bowl. They're having sexy haircutting time. Oh, I thought she was going to cut her bra off and her boobies would fly out. Maybe that's after she gives him a haircut. <laughs> also, bad idea. I want a haircut. <laughs> Have you ever administered a haircut to somebody? Never would I ever. It's the worst idea ever. Yeah. Because you watch your great clips technician, you know, nope. Edward Scissorhands, and nope. you think that looks easy enough. Never. I could do that in the idea. comfort of my own home. Nope. It's the worst. You can't do it. You Not can't even with do the Floby. No, leave it to the pros, people. Leave it to the pros. I'll take my 1099 card any day of the week. Right? Speaking of things that you will pay other people to do for your own happiness, cut your hair. In any case, she wants you to know they were not watching the game. They were having sexy haircuts. Oh, it's just the thirst. The thirst. Hey, Somebody uh, send a on, cart of Gatorade to Take them. your shirt off and I'm going to put panties on. Let's pretend we're cutting your hair. Ew. I mean, they're like 12. It's Jeez. ridiculous. You TikTok. No, I mean, literally, they're probably doing it on TikTok. See what I did there? I do. <laughs> I'm so done with them. They're not even fun. Yeah. Like, I'm here for thirst if you're, if you're like entertainingly thirsty. Yeah. Like, if you can quench my thirst, get thirsty. Yeah, but there's nothing fun or delightful about That's their what public I'm saying. displays of affection. No, like, it's, it's not it's thirst quenching. It's not a big, wet cup of tang. That's us. Okay, stop it. You're a horrible you, person. You said it. I just meant Tang. It is a very refreshing beverage. The astronauts drink it. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they make Tang anymore, do they? Yeah, I think Surely they, they do. Must. It's just isn't, orange sugar. Isn't yeah. it an ingredient in a weird holiday yeah, beverage? Yeah, in a Russian iced tea or yeah. Russian tea. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, Tang. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, with your eyeballs. I see what you're trying to say. I, don't, I wasn't doing anything yes, with my eyeballs. Um, speaking of eyeballs, can your eyeballs roll out of your head right now? Uh, yeah. I'd like to make them. In fact, Kim Kardashian is going to make them. Why? Why? Because science. No, because dumb. Kim Kardashian has revealed some dietary. My favorite thing is when celebrities talk about their dietary habits, oh. right? Mm-hmm. Um, specifically their dietary philosophies. And um, while I love food, just like a lot of people, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's kind of important, right? It's a daily habit. Kim Kardashian would like you to know that Northwest is a pescatarian. <laughs> Besides the obvious, let's that's just so obvious. let's take a look into her diet because that's what AOL.com has chosen to do. Oof. Yay! Kim Kardashian is giving fans a look into her Zion. The 39... Oh, I can't wait till she's 40. Reality star took to Twitter on Monday night to talk about her craving for Eggo waffles and to answer some questions about what she eats. Are you ready for this? Hold on real quick. Uh, I just need clarification on one thing. Are Eggo waffles plant-based? Yeah. Okay. Except there's egg in them. Exactly. But I mean, they're based in plants. Flower is a plant. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, flowers are plants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who's the idiot now? We mm-hmm. are. Anyway, here, I let me get to her words, and you're just going to have a gay old time and not the good kind. Uh, quote 
I eat mostly plant-based. No meat anymore. That was in response to a question somebody asked if she would go vegan. Mm-hmm. Says the woman who, by the way, like had an actual contract with Atkins, which is the sole pusher of bacon. Yeah. Well, and just like exorbitant amounts of fat. Yeah. Right? Like unrestrained quantities of fat. Now, don't send your email because I understand there's science about whatever, but just stop. I want to make fun of Kim Kardashian today. Just let us have our fun. Let us have our our fun. No, but okay. You actually just said with egg a waffle, wait a minute, is that plant-based? Well, okay. Here's my beef with the plant-based argument. I see what you did there. Bradley, write that down. That would be a great name of a book. Here's my My beef beef with with the plant-based argument. My beef is people interpret plant-based to mean, like, plant-based, good. Meat, bad. Okay, I don't have any problem. I have been a vegetarian. I actually was a vegan for six months so of my life. you can speak to this. So I am totally qualified. Yes. What I'm saying is I'm not opposed to people changing the way they eat. However, egg waffles, while based in actual plants, are still a mass-produced industrial processed food group. Yeah. Stop trying to act like you're so healthy and above everybody and, the, you, and you eat uh, waffles that came out of a machine. And just because they were made out of plants, don't make them any better or worse for you, your health, the environment, than, you know, a burger that came out of an industrial plant. Like, there's very little, if any, difference, honestly. But I think she's trying to make it sound like she's cool, she's hip, she's doing the thing that everybody's doing because it's good for the world. And I'm like, that's just trash. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Also, we are all plant-based. I have news for you. First of all, meat is plant-based. Because the meat ate the plants. Yeah. Right? And even when if it it's was alive. Even if it's meat, uh, or uh, even if it's. Everything is plants, damn it! So you're all plant based. Ain't nothing fancy about you. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> sure. But do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Am I making any sense? Yeah, no, you yes. are. Yeah, absolutely. That people just, I think they overuse that term to signify that they're somehow virtuous. And frankly, you know, I think there is actually a good thing about eating more plants, yep. whole plants, yep. like you and I and Holly will often talk about our love for things like cauliflower yep. to a point that normal passersby would think we had an issue. Yep. Like I'm here for all but of that stuff. We don't have an issue because we love cauliflower. If you're picking up what I'm Thank laying you. down. Stuff's moving. Exact. Holly. <laughs> Do you know what I almost just called you? <laughs> My son's name is Ollie, and when we are being stern with him, we call him Oliver, and I almost called Oliver. you Oliver. Yeah. Well, we need to Oliver! With your toot noises. Anyway, so, Kim, shut up. <laughs> also... In closing. In closing, shut up. Because we all love plants, and we um, should all eat more plants. You're eating Eggos, you're doing it wrong. Nice try. Also, she is now doing that thing where if you add Aryan to some word... I'm sorry. I didn't mean it that way. I meant like the the suffix, like yes. vegetarian. Yep, got it. Uh, plantitarian. Northwest, her child, uh, somebody said, do your kids eat plant-based too? Uh-huh. To which she responded, yes, they do. North is a pescatarian, though. Doesn't that mean fish and eggs or something? No, that's a lacto-ovo who eats eggs and oh, milk. Okay. But then a pescatarian is just fish. Just fish. Yeah, I think. Now, Northwest so hard to keep up with this. is how old? Six. Yep. 
Northwest is six years young, and she's a pescatarian. Can you please, as a mother of someone who has been six years old, tell me what that could possibly look like? Uh, Well, what is a pescatarian six-year-old? I just don't feel like fish sticks. Six. Yeah, probably, maybe. I don't know. They're fancy, so probably like Nobu. Like it means that she eats at Nobu, you know, or like I don't know, but. But here's my other thing. At six, I, I at least, was just grateful that they were eating anything. Yeah. So I wasn't about to start giving them labels like, oh, well, and doesn't they show a preference for vegetables that makes them a vegetarian? No, they just eat what is and there. also, do you want to give your kids a complex about food? Because if you've labeled your six-year-old a pescatarian, what if she wakes up tomorrow and wants to eat chicken? And yeah. you go, no, 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 you're, you're a, a pescatarian. pescatarian. Right. I know. Or I... what if she just grows up or wakes up tomorrow and hates fish mm-hmm. because she's right. been eating it? Right. I mean, that's just such a also, weird thing that... do you? So you just get fish just for North? So North has a special fish meal. What? And so I suppose that's possible to do. You they have a, have a restaurant chef. in their house. A I mean, they literally machine. have. They literally did you. Were you here for that? I think I was in here. I was a you. I came in and you were talking about the froyo. Yeah, they there. I encourage you to go back and look at Kim Kardashian's video, Instagram video. It is just amazing to watch of her kitchen. Her kitchen is literally like the kitchen at a restaurant. And there's staff like walking around making yeah, things. Yeah, see, that's the thing. So she does. And she's like. They probably do order their meals. Yes. So like she goes, tonight it's vegan tacos. And there somebody is literally some woman who's like, help, help, help. <laughs> Get out. But I'm getting paid. <laughs> yeah, well, you hope she's getting paid. Anyway, moral of the story is I could go on for days. Just eat vegetables. Eat uh, good quality food of all kinds and you'll be fine. Don't eat, you know trash don't be trash how about that don't be don't trash. be trash that's bradley's nugget of wisdom for the day all right when we it's come a veggie back, nugget thank you when we come back on the colleen and bradley show yay finally finally the thing we've all been waiting for the hamilton movie it's a yeah! go oh. Oh. no it's not what you think womp womp we'll tell you <laughs> why after this on my talk 1071 oh those hamilton tickets were hard to come by and boy were they expensive but we've got great news. They're making the whole show into a movie. How exciting, right? No. Wrong. No. We'll tell you why on the Colleen no. and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. parade today. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley mm-hmm. Trainer. Do doing on your parade. Um, I'm sorry I have to do this, but it's mostly because I am just, I'm a little bitter about it. Um, <sighs> you, join the club. Okay. So, exclusive. Yesterday, we learned that there would be a movie adaptation to Lin-Manuel Miranda's groundbreaking Broadway show, Hamilton, that it was going to be set for release by Disney in the fall of 2021. So exciting, so exciting. Only one problem, really two problems, but we'll start with one problem. Lin-Manuel Miranda failed to uh, admit one of the most breathtaking parts of the deal. Well, first of all, this is not actually bad for you, but this is fascinating. Uh huh. Seventy-five million dollars Disney paid for the worldwide movie rights to Hamilton. Holy buckets! That could be 
uh, the biggest or among the biggest film acquisition deals of all time. And so I was like, wow, I want to know more about this deal because that's pretty fascinating. I mean, Disney is like, it's smart of Disney, obviously, yeah. to want to get that. And Disney wasn't the only person trying to get the worldwide rights to the show. In fact, they beat out other suitors, and I, I don't know who they are. Presumably, you can find out somewhere online. But according to sources, Disney beat out those other suitors and paid that $75 million to get the 11 Tony Award winning uh, uh, show to broadcast on their streaming service. Disney won the deal with a commitment for a wide global theatrical release for the two hour, 40 minute movie. And then I thought to myself, wow, it's, we already know it's going to be a two hour, 40 yeah. minute movie. That's kind of a big deal. That right? is huge. Well, therein lies the, the source of my consternation. It says Disney won the deal with a commitment for a wide global theatrical release for the two hour, 40 minute movie which was shot two weeks before the original cast left. They already shot the movie. I was, so I was like, wait a minute, they already shot the movie? That was, how did they keep the wraps on that? Yeah, and no bringing, kidding. Bringing one of the most uh, successful musicals of all time to the, the big screen. They did that? How did they do that adaptation so fast with the original cast? I mean, that is huge. Anyway. And they're so, flipping it around and getting it distributed by, right? like, very soon. Right? So then I'm, I go on to read, and it says... Director Tommy Kale directed both the stage version and the movie. Okay, well, that's good, right? Right. You want kind of the similar eye. Which consisted of shooting three live performances and also some setup shots without an audience. All of the footage was used to create multiple angles to ensure the cinematic nature of the event without a bad seat in the house. They just shot the musical, man. Rude. The movie is just the musical. That's rude. It's like when you go to see like Lincoln Center Live at the, you know, Omniplex, which is cool and awesome. You can watch, you know, um, Don Giovanni or something. Giovanni. I don't know. I'm so dumb when it comes to opera. Do you mean Don Quixote? No, there's like a Don Giovanni. Oh, I don't know all the Dons, I guess. Yeah. Um, but a Don Quixote, too. Yeah, I think sure. there's one of them. Don Perignon. Don Perignon. Don, Don DeLuise. Don Corleone. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's stop right now while we're ahead. Are we? I can't think of any other Doms. I can't either. Stop thinking about it. Move okay. On. No, but back to the story. Like, they literally are just going to... Sh- so Disney's Disney Plus paid... I mean, Lin-Manuel Miranda is the smartest man alive. He got Disney to give him $75 million for something that was already sitting in a can. Right? This, I thought, and I feel a bit duped, and while I'm, I'm, I look forward to seeing the original cast perform Hamilton, although I've seen Hamilton twice, yep. with different casts, I didn't get to see it in New York, so sure, of course I want to see that, and I will probably... Sign up for the Disney Plus again um, uh, when it comes out. But I want a movie, man. Yeah. Like, and what's also interesting is Lin-Manuel Miranda's other musical is becoming a movie, which by all heights. accounts looks amazing. Yeah. And I, I couldn't be more excited to see. Okay, well, why here's where I actually Hamilton? think. Here's why I actually think he's brilliant. And here's what I also wonder. So he's brilliant because he just made $75 million. To your point, for just having something that's already sitting in the can. Will he get to cash in on it again if slash when they decide to actually cast an actual film? Unless Disney bought those rights, sure. 
But you would he maybe he's got some back end deal with it too, where he's going to make some money off any further distribution. Like if they put that, if they did end up making a movie of it and put that in wide release, that's more money. Yeah. So seventy five million for something that was already there. Yeah, of course. I think, uh, like I said, I think he's genius for doing that. Whether or not there's going to be another movie at some point in the future, I don't know. That's not a part of this deal. And if it is, we just don't know about it. But at the end of the day, I feel duped, and man, I want to see Hamilton. I want to see like a Something Hamilton you haven't movie, seen before, right? Like, right. wouldn't you? Yes. 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 Okay. Correct. Good. Yes. Also, also, while we're at it, what Hamilton is coming back here? That's true. Yeah. Um, Hennepin Theater Trust announced their new season. Hamilton's coming back, and a bunch of other great shows. Yes. Can I just go back to music movies? On the big screen. Yeah. So then I was trying to think, well, like, do I really feel that duped? Because what are the other examples of musicals that I want to see on the big screen? And actually, I do think, like, I loved Les Mis. Like, the Les Mis with Anne Hathaway yeah. and uh, what's his name? Russ, not Russell Crowe. Was yeah. it Russell Crowe? Russell Crowe. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. Hugh Jackman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what other movie or musicals would you like to see on the big screen? Cats. No. <laughs> You had that you opportunity. You know, Cats is coming. That's true. In the next season, Hennepin Theater At Trust. Hennepin Theater Trust, yes. Not starring Taylor Swift. No. Not the crap movie. The yeah. actual stage show. So I still think it would be interesting to see how they would cinematize uh, a stage show. Hamilton, but, but, because it because of the way Hamilton is is so modernized or contemporized. Yeah. Uh, that's not a word, probably, but... Um, the way that it's sort of brought into a language that we can all understand. They're not speaking out of the 18th century. I also feel like, yeah, I don't know. See, now I'm torn on this because I thought I was fully in the camp of, oh, but, you know, why are they not making it into its own separate movie, right? At the same time, I do think the way that it is staged with the set kind of static and the way that they use that set to tell the story, it's as much a part of the the show as anything. Would you miss that in the retelling of it in a cinematic I mean, if somebody form? did it well, I don't think so. Yeah, but. I don't know. But at the same time, I'm also excited that everybody who couldn't afford the sticker price of the very expensive Broadway yeah. tickets is going to get, this is going to bring it right to their living room. And you know... That was one of the things that we liked about the stage musicals that they were doing on network television was that it brought Broadway shows into people's living rooms in a way that they maybe couldn't access it any other way. So this is a great way for people to yeah, actually. Yeah, I just to see feel Hamilton. like it's just like a teleplay. It's just like a it's it's cool in that it is what it is. But like yeah. when you have a medium such as film you can do so much more that you can't do on a stage. That's true. And so I would love to see somebody push the boundaries of everything you can do with a camera and translate it. You know, I mean, I have no fear that somebody could do a very good job. Of course, somebody as cats pointed out, can do a really crap job if they chose to, but at least we don't have to deal with cats. Also, didn't they already do this for PBS? They did something for PBS, but I don't think it was the whole show. Okay. Right? I don't remember. Because you would just play it on your DVR. Right. I already got that. 
When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, there's a retro snack that is coming back. What retro snack would you bring back? We'll tell you what's coming back and get to your calls. 651-641-1071. What retro snack do you think should come back after this on My Talk 1071?